There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. The Oscars are this Sunday, and the late Chadwick Boseman is the favorite to win a posthumous Best Actor for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So we're dipping into the archives for my 2017 interview with Bozeman just before the release of Black Panther, when he and director Reginald Hudlin came to D.C. to promote their third good Marshall film, Marshall. Rest in peace, King of Wakanda. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. I really appreciate you taking the time. And Chadwick, I mean, obviously this is your first rodeo with the biopics. You've done Jackie Robinson, uh, James Brown, Thurgood Marshall now. Do you have sort of the research prep thing down to an art now? Or what are some of the challenges of preparing for those guys versus this? They're all very different men. Um, and I think they're, they're three different um, movies, three different, you know, conceits, uh, three different ways of playing a real person. You know, to, just to describe it, you know, uh, Brian Huglin wanted Jackie Robinson to filter through me. Um, but there's certain things about that process and I was like, okay, I'll give you what you want. Which meaning, he didn't want me to try to imitate Jackie Robinson's voice. Um, but the, I found that the physicality was more important. That I had to, to play baseball like him. I had to move like him. I had to look like him. Um, and so, you know, for me, the preparation for that role was a very physical um, one. And even though I didn't try to sound like him, I wanted to sound like the time period. Uh, so it was studying the time period. Uh, James Brown was more of imitation. You know, you know, you, you know this man's music. You know what he moves like. You know what he sounds like. You know what he dresses like. You know the type of things he's going to say, humor, serious. Um, you know his police record. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you there's there's certain things I, I had to do that would um give you a sense of him, but I also didn't want to um make fun of the man. So the challenge was was to not imitate him to the point where I could make fun of him. So it was it was important that I dig into the cultural, um, his southern roots in a way and apply them to my own southern roots. Um, and allow his voice to come to me as opposed to, you know, we're, we're very different in terms of physicality, our heights, you know. So how do I dance like him and how do I sound like him if we don't have the same right, instrument? Right. So, you know, I had to allow those things to come to me, James Brown to come through me. Um, and so that's a different way of doing a biopic. And as for this? This is is one where you don't know there's not footage. You know, there's there's baseball hall of fame footage that people 
have never seen for Jackie Robinson. There are concert, this concert footage that people have never seen. I mean, in this day and age, people saw it at some point in time, but they've never seen it um, that I had access to in both cases. This was not like there's there's not like legal you know, documents. There's no, yeah, there's, there's legal, yeah, there's no there's no sports center for Thurgood Marshall in the courtroom. You know, oh, there right? should be. Yeah, there should, I just need know. to crawl down the side of the street. Yeah, but. Uh, so this was this was you know discerning and and um, you know extracting from the pages from from biographies autobiographies from uh, articles um, that were provided or were found. This was this was extracting his personality from that. And there's you know very little footage of him talking. But again, it's, I think it's more about the time period. And since I didn't look like him. You know, you know, you don't necessarily want to go there anyway. You know, you don't want to present the problem. You want to present, you know, how how can the spirit of this man, the essence of him, come through me? You know, don't, let's not put a fake mustache. What is my Thurgood Marshall mustache? Let's not let's not have a wig. What is my Thurgood Marshall hair? You know, so let's find let's let him grow out of me. Was there anything that surprised you about him in terms of what you read on the page versus not once you dig in and inhabit this guy? Oh, I didn't know that about him. You know, it's one. It's it's it, that would be everything. I mean, because it's one. Literally, it's one thing to read um, that he's literally the single uh, attorney for the NAACP, going around dealing with all of these cases at a certain point. Later on, he had other people that. That work when he got a bigger budget, he got more pay himself. He could bring on other people, but but during this period of time, he was literally the only person going around doing this. Fires to put out fires. Yeah, and and we're literally watching the one of the moments where he begins to assemble um, another a group of people who can help him do this. We're watching this through Sam Friedman. So it's one thing to to read that. It's another thing to to then experience it and and go like okay well he didn't sleep tonight and <laughs> he got on the train and got off and started working or or his life is in danger he left he left his comfortable life during the Harlem Renaissance where he could be you know you know sitting with some of the greatest artists at that time period. Everyone at that table was yeah. <laughs> and and he's he's going off to risk his life selflessly. So the combination of 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 attributes that you read on a page when you actually experience them and you realize who the person is, you're like, wow, that's this is a heavy dude. This is a very, very heavy person I'm playing. Um I have to say, favorite part of the movie Drops of doubt in the water. I've never, I've never seen that in a courtroom drama before. Was was that something you guys actually found that was done in the case, or did you see that in something else, or how'd you come up with that idea? It's a perfect visual. Well, you know, it was uh, the, the great thing about this movie. It was written by an attorney and his son. He's a Connecticut-based attorney. He had heard the legend of this of this case where Thurgood Marshall came to town, worked with a local attorney. So he did all this incredible research. So that was there in the script when I got it. I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> Don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we're shooting that. And uh, I agree with you. I mean, um, 
you know, courtroom dramas, you know, you, 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 we know that space, right? Uh, so to find such a powerful visual metaphor to bring this, the, the challenge to life was a treat. Yeah, I'm sure another challenge, like you're saying, you're trying to bring a, uh, what could be a dry courtroom to life. Um, another challenge was that, was that Mr. Bozeman's character, uh, Thurgood Marshall, is, isn't even there during the final, the closing argument. It's just Josh Gad. So uh, I like the workaround you guys found uh, about how you intercut it with your conversation in the train station. Was that, was that something that was also in the script, or was that, was that you guys trying to solve a, a problem of you know, not having a passive lead? You know? Well, yeah, I mean, for me, it, you know, when you have a challenge, like that there's two ways of doing it one is you fudge it you go well let's just have them there right let's 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 cheat history but I'm like no 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 we're not taking the easy way out right. Thurgood was gone he had to go this is one of the challenges of this man's life is that for every case he was there someone else was suffering someone else would have a miscarriage of justice so he had to be everywhere at once um, so, throughout the case, here is one of the greatest attorneys, one of the most eloquent speakers of our nation gagged. How do we bring him to life? So I looked at that impossible situation as a chance for us to do something really dynamic, really visual, and that really delineated his contribution to the case and to the law. They're giving me the go home. So I wanted, I wanted to say thanks for, for making the movie, first of all. It's going to be not only, it's not only is it a fun watch and a funky with the jazzy vibe and the diagonal wipes and all of that stuff, but it's also really educational. Um, and like you say, you bring the man to life. So thank you so much. And uh, we're excited for Black Panther. Hopefully that will bring some more audiences to go check out uh, Marshall. Please. I'm pretty sure it will. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. <laughs>